Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. everyone. Welcome to Pink Shade with Aaron Martin. I'm here with my bunkie, my baby girl, the doctor who only plays one on a podcast, not a real life doctor, Mary Payne Gilbert. And we are so excited because we get to do several amazing things today. We get to recap the new season of Love After Lockup. Yes, we are covering it here on the regular Pink Shade podcast. We get to cover 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After, and the ongoing shit show that is. And we have an exciting announcement that we've been teasing for weeks, and it's all coming together. Sheena Marie, Shay, it's all happening. Should be tattooed (laughs) on our arms. Hey, Mary Payne, are you ready? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Which thing am I ready for? I'm ready for all the things. I'm so excited. I have gotten so many messages about this week's Angela situation. And I'm going to tell you all right now, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can scream in that manner. I, 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 I played it over several times. We just watched Pillow Talk and watched it again. Told my daughter and she goes, you can't scream like that because you'll be shot for the rest of the week. So um, I'm just going to do my best. Girl, it, it's uh, I was thinking the same thing. I, I actually sent you a text because you had, I watched it early and I was like, oh, my God, get ready, girl. This Angela scene is out of control. Like you will be hoarse. You won't be able to talk to anyone after this. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> clear the throat. Uh-huh. Okay, Before we get into recapping, though, let's talk about what's coming up August 4th, which is exactly two weeks from today when this podcast will drop. Two weeks from today. We are officially going to be sister wives. Yes? (laughs) Yes. We've been dating. Mary Payne and I met on the internet, much like 90 Day Fiance couples and Love After Lockup bows. And we flew out and spent a magical weekend in L.A. in an Airbnb together where we almost got ourselves murdered. We decided to date exclusively after that when we launched Hey Bunky, our Patreon-only podcast, last May, June, something like that. I don't know. It all runs together. But we still, had side, but we still had side chicks. We still had side chicks. Yeah. You yeah, had side yeah. chicks. I had side chicks. I had yeah. side dicks. You know, like we had, <gasps> yeah. So I, I'm just saying, let's get it all out there. Okay. We okay. basically... We're at the point now, and we've been at the point for many months, where we really need to merge our businesses, and we want to. And so here's what that's going to look like. Pink Shade will be relaunched on August 4th. You will not need to resubscribe. If you're already subscribed, you will not need to look for it. If you already have it in your feed, whatever your app is that you use, it will have a new logo that (laughs) is reminiscent of the first but will include dr baby girl mary Payne, (laughs) and the new podcast will be called pink shade so it won't be confusing hopefully for everyone who's followed this for as long as we've been you know i guess casually hooking up what do we call this relationship you know you co-host with me but you haven't Mm -hmm. had your name on the pod and we need to make it official i i'm wifing you up 
that's what's happening. Yeah, it's official. And um, it was kind of weird with the end of Pain in the Pod because I wanted to say, you know, these two things go hand in hand, but we weren't quite ready. We had to get real professional and businesslike and for, for two English majors, not so easy, but we've done, I think we've done a great job. There's, there's uh, calls with uh, accountants and lawyers and uh, you and I are talking all the time. And of course, uh, superficially, we're most excited about the logo. Um, we're like, look at this logo. We're like, okay, listen. So that will be, uh, coming out and we're going to have new swag with the logo and it's just super exciting. But we should also say that, Hey, Bunky lives on. Hey, Bunky is a whole different animal. And I think that pink shade will be, uh, it'll be the same, but different. We'll be continue to do the same thing. There's going to be recaps, but there's going to be other stuff. And then like, if I have a cool podcaster that I've talked to in the past, uh, I can bring that person on maybe to do a recap, maybe to talk about their podcast. You will continue to do all your woo woo stuff that you like with astrologers and (laughs) psychics and things like that. And we'll continue to recap. We'll talk about, um, we'll talk, we'll continue to talk about housewives and stuff. That'll be new, but other, we'll also have other guest hosts on sometimes as well. It's not like we're cutting everybody out and becoming a cult of two. Mm-hmm. No. no, no, no. We'll still include other people. And then Hey Bunky will continue to be the shit show that is Hey Bunky. <laughs> exactly. And over in Hey Bunky, just to be clear, if you join patreon.com slash Hey Bunky, that's our subscription only platform where we cover all the extra shows we just can't get to on the regular platform given whatever time in the year it is and whatever's going on so right now we're covering 90 day fiance the other way mm-hmm. one of the best shows on television and we're covering sure. smothered um i see that the new stacy and darcy or should i say darcy and stacy spinoff is coming out august 16th on tlc i'm not sure what we're going to do with that but i have a feeling we'll be covering it and marrying millions is coming back for season two on lifetime and i'm that's going to go on hey bunky too right I'm 99.9% uh, sure you're in. Yeah, but guess what yeah. else? Life after lockup coming what? in September. <gasps> oh, blessings from heaven. Okay, well, you know what? We can do <laughs> This is the thing. This is the thing, you guys. I I want to say for those of you who are afraid of change, and I know that I've talked to some of my very closest bunkies about this and some some are very afraid of change, but they're excited too. I want to I just want to calm everyone down and say this is not going to be less. It's going to be more, more mm-hmm. everywhere. Because what happens is I've, you know, I love having a rotating list of people on like, you know, our friend, buddy, Brandon Alvarado and Kirsty Moore from Australia. Yeah. And I can't get to everybody all the time. So now Mary Payne can talk to people. I can talk to people. We can consistently cover housewives, which I have been so bummed out. I haven't been able to do depending on my schedule, uh, the fucking pandemic throwing everyone into a frenzy with homeschooling and just, you know, basically wide scale uh, depression. Uh, which yeah. It has been hard for me. I'll raise my hand. And it's like now we get to do more. We get to do Bravo, TLC, WeTV. We could just give you more on the free platform, more on the Patreon. Pink Shade Patreon will also be beefed up because Mary Payne, you interview so many people behind the scenes and you Mm -hmm. are interested in documentaries and true crime and all the same stuff that we are. And you can put your stuff over there. It's just going to be super fun. So so here's the deal. Same, but more. That's what it's going to look like. And it will no longer be Pink Shade with Aaron Martin. It'll be Pink Shade 
And yeah. I can't wait for you to see the logo. We're so excited and you, about it, that. Yeah, like it, it'll stay the same in your podcast feed. There's no yeah. resubscribing. There's no looking for anything. There's no like, oh, the whole thing is different. Even the logo looks a little bit the same. Um, so when you are scrolling through, like I do a lot, you scroll through and you just what catches your eye usually is the little square on the left of what it is. You'll, it'll still catch your eye in the same way. And that's by design. So you'll still recognize it as pink shape, but there will be, uh, I'll just say it's different. I don't want to say anything else. Cause I'm so excited. Do you think we should trade vows, you know, on the day, of, oh. <laughs> you know, we're going to do a honeymoon. I guess not, not in these times of COVID. So we'll have to Mm-mm. delay on that. I can't wait until we can all freely travel and safely get together again. And we can do some pink shade meetups and, Oh yeah, you know we're making it official. We can, we can really do a lot with giveaways and stuff. I'm excited. Okay, let's get to actual recap and how about? Okay, let me do a shout out for my Pink Shade patrons, Paige, Beth, Meredith. Thank you so much, July patrons. I um, have mailed or will be mailing everything to you very soon. Thank you so much for your support. And remember, over on the Pink Shade Patreon is where I put a lot of bonus material. And again, it's going to be even more over there. Mary Payne's going to start adding her awesome stuff. I just recently did a book review of Circe, one of the best novels I've read in a very long time. Uh, We talk about documentaries over there. I have guest hosts on. I'll be talking about my Jonestown project with the BBC. I had Kim from 90 Day Cray Cray talk to me about that this week. I'll be putting that up over there. That is going really well, and I can't wait to tell you more about it as it continues. So, yeah, that's just like a grab bag of stuff, and it's more of my underground love. The cult stuff, the crime books Uh, we have beauty like segments where we talk about the best items you can get at target for under you know 15 dollars instead of sephora (laughs) it's all good you're oh you're like a tiktok influencer yeah well yeah but not not at all because i don't even know how to use tiktok isn't that getting banned i heard like tiktok was getting something's wrong something's going not so well the problem with tiktok is it's uh based in china Oh. And, uh, you know, our government says it's the Chinese using it to spy on us. Now, how? what are they spying on? Teenagers um, vaping and dancing around their den? Uh, I guess that's what they're spying on because that's all that's really going on. Let me tell you what. I like TikTok because it does give you a lot of, like, Amazon finds, you know, for under $10. I'm like, what? Give them all to me. Give me all the Amazon finds. Once you start looking at TikTok, it, it uh, gives you things that you're interested in, right? So my TikTok is all dog oh. videos. I'm very interested in this talking dog bunny that can press the buttons and say sentences. I'm very interested in that. Um, I'm interested in the Amazon finds, the Target finds. I'm interested in um, moms making fun of their teenagers. So that, you know, needless to say, my TikTok feed looks a lot different than what, say, uh, my 14-year-old son's TikTok feed probably looks like. Mm, Okay, interesting. I haven't bitten the bullet and signed up yet, and I don't know if I should. Once we have all of our new pink shade handles up, and guys, we are going to have all new social media accounts so we can consolidate everything and not be so like TLC scattered with a thousand spinoffs and a thousand different handles and names like we are up to this point. Maybe yeah. we should get a TikTok. I don't know. Uh, let's not even go there. Let's talk okay. about these all shows because right. it actually stresses me out thinking about more social media. Okay. Uh, we're going to start with Love After Lockup. It is the season three premiere. And it is called Stairway to Heaven. Why, you ask? Because a stairway is literally being built to a truck bed where a wedding ceremony and honeymoon will take place on the day of Christiana's release. Now, we don't have to start with John and Christiana. We can start with anyone you want to marry Payne, but let's, uh, we're going to have a lot to say. 
Yeah, let's start with how the show started. Of course, with throwing my home state of Mississippi right under the bus. The whole show starts out with "Welcome to Mississippi," and I just was like, "Great, great, <laughs> always, always." As if it's not awful enough. All right, so we start in Mississippi with Scott. Now we find out he's not even from there, but um, it's Olive yeah. Branch, Mississippi. Olive Branch, Mississippi, is close to Oxford, Mississippi, where Ole Miss is my uh, college. So it's very, very close to Memphis, like. 25 30 miles from Memphis. Okay, so it's very at the at the very uh north south north northeast corner of Mississippi, okay? All right. Okay. I think don't don't quote me on that, but it's way 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 up north. Um so um Lindsay uh is in for meth possession and uh, a firearm possession. He says he's a business, business owner. Uh business is just left up to your imagination. We don't know what. Um, he is my age. He is 51. He appears to be between 65 and 75. He does not appear to be 51. Seriously, it's like Scott, 51, and then Kenneth of Kenneth and Armando from The Other Way. Kenneth is 57. Let's think about that. Uh-huh. And he looks like a dream. So uh, this designer, Sharon, is coming in to help him with his house. So hero. Lindsay, She's the hero. She is the hero. So... Um, Lindsay has sent him, she's 27. Okay. He's 51. She sent him photos from prison of what she wants in a house. Um, okay, sure. Uh, is I would she like, like to do that too. Through like better home and garden. What is she doing in prison? Just like paging through random magazines. She's yeah. like, this would look great in the bathroom. Gold and, shelf. And then, she, and then she seals it up and sends it to him in an envelope and he gets it three weeks later. Um, so he's never met her in person. Okay. Uh, he has moved to Olive Branch, Mississippi from New York. Okay. So he says no one in his family knows about the relationship. She's in prison in California. Okay. So let's, let's get all the states. Upstate New York, prison in California. Now he's in Mississippi because that's where she's from. So I guess that's perhaps where she has to parole because her family's there. I would assume. So and it sounds like her daughter is there because that comes into play where he oh, takes care uh-huh. of her daughter, even though he's never met her. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, we get to talk to her in prison, and she says um, she feels very connected to him on a, a deeper level, much more than a pen pal. He sent her between fifty and twenty thousand dollars in the last couple of years, but he also takes care of her daughter and her mother. She, okay, uh, okay. I, I don't um, even know what to say to that. He's never I, met her, but he's allowed to take care of her small daughter, and her mother's I, okay with it too. What the? Fuck? I think she. No, I think she just means monetarily. I don't think he's met the mother or the daughter in person. He has pictures of him with the daughter. Oh, he does? They put those up on the screen and I screamed. I went, ah! I'm like, you're allowed around that little girl? Like, you guys don't know each other. Oh, God, girl. You know what? When it involves the kids, love after lockup and 90 day always gets very dark for me. We're going to try to keep it light. But yeah, Mm -hmm. he's, he's definitely not all there in the head. And the interior designer... Is amazing mm-hmm. for throwing subtle shade at him the whole time. I was like, oh, this is, you know, Mississippi brethren, Mississippi girl. Yeah. She knows how to say it without really saying it. Uh-huh. She was like, okay, so you need all this happen to happen in two days. I was like, get thee to a Home Goods and a Pier <laughs> One Imports and a Crate and Barrel outlet, and you can get this done in an afternoon. Exactly. Um, but, you know, he says he really wants some high energy colors in the bedroom. And uh, Sharon says, what are you, 51? You're about my age. You're going to have to keep bag or on both sides of the bed. Now, <laughs> she tells him to decorate that house to help it out. It's going to be 50K. Uh, no, Sharon. But go Excuse ahead. Take his, go ahead and take his money, please. Yeah, do, he's like he's zero so to a million dollars. How's that for a budget? OK, uh-huh. I have to say, um, 
I'm going to say it. I'm going to put it out there in the podcast because I put it out there in the Facebook group and I'm going to apologize. I thought I, I asked the question, does he have herpes of the upper lip? Does he have herpes of the mouth? What is happening? Is he sucking on his lip? And we had many people write on the comment thread for our live feed. It looks like it was a cleft palate situation and it was Uh fixed, like not in a great cosmetic way. And that's why his speech is a little off too. And so I just want to put that out there. That's what's happening. Cause I know people have been commenting on that, including me, you know, and believe me, all all I do is snark about this stuff. And then when I learn differently and, and except for big Ed, who I just hate on principle, so I will mm. say anything about him, then I will walk it back. But I, I kind of think that is what's going on. Doesn't it look like that? Yeah, I was trying to figure out what was happening uh, with his mouth as well. And it does... Now, I have a, a good friend who had her uh, cleft palate fixed when she was young, and really, you it doesn't look like that. So I'm wondering, uh, also in Mississippi, and I'm wondering if... Of course, he didn't grow up in Mississippi, but I'm wondering if... if it wasn't fixed properly or there's yeah. a, a, there's a secondary problem. Maybe it's a little hurt on top. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Did you say a little herp? Just a little herp right on top. Just um, a touch? Just a touch just of a herp? Touch. Just so, a touch of herp. He's a dum-dum though. He is a super dum-dum. He sent her so much money. He's taking care of all of this stuff. And when the realtor, not the realtor, the designer finds out that she's 27, uh-huh. she, she's out in the yard being like... She is quite a bit younger than him. I do not know what is going to happen here, but oh well. Oh well, give me my paycheck and I'll be right back from home goods. Give me 50K. Okay, so that's it. And we do get a little snippet of her in prison talking about how the, um, you know, COVID hit really hard in the prison system and it's hard for the older people and they should, yeah. you know, get out, whatever. She, you know, from, from talking to her in prison, she seems com- completely fine. But but we'll Uh, we'll, we'll see. She's definitely a con artist. I mean, she's beautiful. She really is. And she has access to quite a bit of makeup. I mean, she's fully made up. Yeah, I just keep thinking that she did that prison makeup situation that we've seen all the um, videos on, like how you make the prison makeup. Oh, yeah. You, you like, grind down the hot Cheetos and, like, mix you it get with a little the, bit of toothpaste. And, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You get, the co- you get the coffee grounds. You rub it right there on your eyelids. Yeah. That's right. All right. Who should we go to next? I think it was Maurice uh, and Jessica up next. Yeah. That's who I've got. Uh, yep. Jessica from Vegas. She's in marketing. She's 33. And Maurice, 27. Um, he has been in uh, prison for, what, 12 years uh, for burglary, first degree. I think that means, like, you robbed a bank with a weapon. Like, that's pretty serious. Um, no, we're not lawyers. We don't know. We don't know. No, no, of course not. Can we this just all- say it, it, it? Your opinion of Jessica, before we get into the details of what happened, is she all there? Mm-mm. No, She's no. not, right? It's like in her no. eyes. Because the recaps I've read and the things I've seen online is like an all-American girl and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, what? I'm like, no, no, no. She's problematic. He's not. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like I didn't she got one break. She's like very much Nicole of Nicole and Azen. She gives yeah, me that energy. Yeah. There's somebody else I was thinking too, that she, uh, she reminded me of that seemed just a little touched. Um, so she says, you know, she did grow, grow up very privileged. She traveled her whole life. She played sports and she came from an all American family. Um, she goes to see her parents and, um, the mom asked her, Jessica, do you feel nervous? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. And the parents say, well, we feel nervous and you know, we love him, but, um, and so she says they met on plenty of fish and then we get a lot of mugshots. Like not just one mugshot, but like twenty mugshots in a row. Right. And, and also, uh, but hold up, do we know that you could put your mugshot on plenty of fish? 
I thought most of these people meet on these prison dating websites, which are exclusive to inmates. But you can just go ahead and put your shit out there as an inmate, as a current inmate on Plenty of Fish. I guess. Well, listen, why are you asking me? I don't know. I don't know. I know Plenty, Doctor. Of, fish is, plenty of Fish is supposed to be more of a Christian dating site from my understanding. Oh, it is? Uh-huh. I don't know anything about anything. Oh, my God. All right. Here well, we go. She's got, Mar- she's got Maurice uh, tattooed right on her boobie. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so they've been together four and a half years. Okay, let's. I, I'm again trying to explain. He has been in prison a long time. He's been dating her, dating, married to her for four and a half years. So since he was 22. Um, so, but he grew up in Compton. So now we're trying to get the, the difference between like her kind of, you know, privileged lifestyle. And he grew up in Compton. And when he was in 12, he was in a gang. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has a nine-year-old daughter. Um, he says he's learned a whole lot in prison and he's changed. So let's hope that's true. And that's great. And the prison system did what it was supposed to, um, the well, parents, yeah, right. The prison system, please doesn't rehabilitate anyone. I have hope for him, but not for her. I think she's obviously the people on the outside on this show are always a little bit crazier than the people getting out of prison. It just seems to be true for how they cast this show. And I don't know if that's true across the board, but well, yeah, I, I, it's absolutely true in their case. She's yeah, nuts. you got to you got to be crazy to like apply to be on this show. So um, the parents are like sweating bullets they're talking in the yard to her. And I'm like, y'all could go inside. Like, I mean, it's like full drippage, both of them, like just, just waterfalls right down the face. Just like you after your walk with your dog today. Seriously. My ass crack was sweating. It was like mother Paul in the Amazon. You look at her one point, she's got dry hair. The next she's like wet. <laughs> um, now we get into the situation with her sister. She says, she hasn't talked to her sister in over four years because the sister doesn't agree with her dating Maurice. Um, Jessica says she and Maurice got married in prison with $2 rings that she got off of Amazon. And uh, Dad just says, Maurice has a lot to prove, and it's going to be a tough road, but I'm going to stand by her until I feel the need to step in. Yeah, um, I noted that she like she actually takes the camera crew to go ahead and stalk her sister's house. Uh-huh, she says she uh-huh. lives four minutes away from me, but I haven't ever run into her in four years. I'm like, huh? What? That seems impossible. And that the reason her sister cut her off is because she's a bad role model to the niece. And I'm like, mm, what's really going on here? Yeah, to, it's real to strange. Cut up for four years is a big deal. That's more than like, I don't agree with your relationship, you know? Yeah, it's it's real weird. And Jessica must have done something or, or called her prison boyfriend in front of the daughter. Like, I don't know. But they're but they're at her sister the sister's checking the mail jessica's like trying to hunch down on the car and then she's like i'm sure she saw that it was me this is my mom's old car i was like yeah i bet she did you dummy and she's probably wondering why you got gopro strapped all over your car and a producer sitting in the front seat seriously I know. Uh, all right so that'll be that our be next dum dum all right john and christiana mm. yeah john is 46 and he's a youth services professional um it uh, what uh-huh. do you mean for all the children that you have i don't what? He doesn't know how many children he has. Uh, he this know. grown human does not know the exact number of his offspring, which is red flag number one. He is, you know what? Some people are bad at math. You and I are some of those people. He can't do simple math about how many times he's been married, how many times he's been engaged, nor how many people he's created on this earth. Um, he does know that he's half Native American and his spirituality and culture is everything Mm -hmm. and um they met on the prison site she's in for burglary and also you know escaping a halfway house so um they've been dating for three months and they get on the phone and she says so romantically i can't wait to suck your dick 
two more days. I mean, I didn't know if you were going to say that line or uh, I was going to. Thank you very much, Mary yeah, Payne. You're welcome. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Yes, she does. And he's like, oh, really? Okay, okay he's well, got, <laughs> let's, let's, let's step back and just observe the kitchen that he is filming in. There's mm-hmm. a padlock. We start with an eagle feather. He's like, I got an eagle feather here for a powwow ritual coming up. Okay, fine. Puts it in a plastic bag, shoves it right in the freezer on top of the tater tots. I'm like, whoa, all right. <laughs> Then we pan away from that. We see a fucking padlock on the freezer. I'm like, is that because you have like a human head in there on occasion? What is happening with the padlock? Then we pan over to him making something in the crock pot, allegedly, by an entirely filled fly strip of dead motherfucking flies. Mary Payne, I can't. I I like actually did a little heave. Like, I was like... What and and also the sucking of the dick talk happened with the crock pot, the fly strip. I'm like, this is like Mad Libs for the eyes. No one would believe me if I described this scene without them knowing what the show was. Um, I think he had some kind of body part in that crock pot that he was boiling down (laughs) and then he was going to put it in a Ziploc and put it in the freezer next to the wing and the tater tots and padlock it. Um, Did you see that fly strip, though? I mean, it had been up there for years. I've only saw it, and I only saw it in the pictures and whatnot. I did not see it when it occurred, which is good. I only saw four thousand different screenshots. No, it's fine. I'll go ahead and send that to you right now. Um, He says he's been married four times and engaged two times. Um, Okay, he thinks, but this one is really different because this time he's really in love. So. Again, they've only been dating for three months, but this time he's in love. So he invites his brother Cordell over to help him because he wants to make the back of his truck into a wedding chapel. And then the inside of the truck is a honeymoon suite so they can get it all done. The marriage and the honeymoon on the way to the halfway house. That's right. Um, Somebody did a side by side of brother Cordell who ha- who has fully committed to like, I don't even know what those are, twist braids or whatever his hair. He's got it all going on. Someone put a shot of him next to the brother in Napoleon Dynamite. Holding up the La Fonda sign by the bus station. They look identical. I was like, what? I never even thought of that. Like, you're just jealous because I've been cruising babes on the internet all day, Napoleon. That's Cordell. Uh, Cordell was like, I didn't know there was going to be a full film crew here. I don't want to be involved in my brother. Who can? This is so embarrassing. So um, he uh, says he only has about 30 minutes to get the whole wedding and honeymoon done. Because the halfway house is three hours away. So I don't know if they can stand on the road for 30 minutes and then she has to be taken away or what. And uh, Cordell says, you know, yeah, it seems a little bit crazy. It's a big gamble you're taking here. Now, I think it's John- the same situation as Tony and Angela from A Million Seasons. Where remember, she was like, do you want a steak or a blowjob on the way to the halfway house? And he's like, I'll take the steak. Like, no blowjob from you. Thank you. When she had to go take him to some diner, get a steak, and then drive him immediately to the halfway house. I think it's like prison, time for a meal, or maybe get married in a truck bed, and then you got to go right there. Yeah. I mean, he says it's three hours away, so they're obviously on a clock. Um, Yeah. So John says he does worry because, you know, she has a history with substance abuse, um, but she's never had anything on the outside to look forward to. Never. I mean, I'm sure he knows that for sure. She's never, ever conned anyone before. And he says, you know, I just take chances. I take risks. And if I see something, I go after it. And I want to marry Christiana. 
Okay, so um, here's did where the you, problem starts. Did you catch starts. that he's going to have a mattress in there, too? He's going to have a mattress in there so they can also have their honeymoon in the truck bed, like on the side well, of the highway? Yeah, I got that. 30 minutes okay. to get married and have a honeymoon. I got it. Yeah. I understood what it meant. Um, <laughs> so he's making bear root tea, uh, and his daughter, Sapphire, comes over. She's 18. And the producer asks him, okay, so how many kids do you have? And he has to stop and think, and he counts. And he says, okay, Tyler, Heaven... Elijah, Sapphire, Sarah, Clarissa, Abram. He says uh, he has eight kids, but the youngest two, Clarissa and Abram, live with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, his kids have no idea he's dating anyone. Well, why would they? It's an internet dating. It's only been for three months. And uh, he says they don't know he's dating someone, much less incarcerated, much less about to get married. But he goes ahead and he tells Sapphire about it and about, you know, the marriage plans. And Sapphire says, uh, yeah, my dad likes to commit pretty quick. I mean, one time my dad put an ad on Craigslist asking for Santa to bring him a girlfriend for Christmas. So, um, but even for him, this is pretty crazy. She's beautiful and normal, just like so many kids of dysfunctional parents are. She is the wise one, you know, and he's just a big dumb dumb. And he... Uh, he obviously makes very poor decisions. He then tells us how he spent 12 years in prison himself for like changing numbers on checks, basically forging things. And they show a flashback of his mugshot. And I'm like, whoa, girl. Uh, so he's yeah. looking real crazy. How did he have all of these babies get married all of these times, allegedly engaged twice? Prostitution whore. Teresa yeah. Giudici, shout out. How did he do all this and spend 12 years in prison? I don't what know. What happen? Sapphire looks up uh, Christiana and says she has 30 felonies and uh, burglaries. And dad says he usually has a sense of tingling uh, if something's off, but she doesn't feel that. And Sapphire says, like, let's let's remember, you know, you've been in prison. And if she does something like you could go back in prison. He's like, yeah, I got out in 2008. You know, I was in prison for 12 years. I was like, OK, what's the math on this? 10 years in prison with all these kids. So he must have a much older set and then a much younger set. He might, it doesn't, yeah, I, this did not add up. And as we know, he could barely add it up himself on his 10 fingers. True, true, true. We actually don't know what's happening. Yeah. He does say she's Christian and, uh, but they're going to have this native American wedding. And Sapphire says, if you do the native wedding, you cannot get divorced. So how do you know you're not getting scammed? He was like, mm, I don't know. I drink your tea. <laughs> oh my God. He's, he's, he's a, he's a creepy, 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 creepy character. I know. He just looks like he smells like baloney, like hot <gasps> baloney. Mm, yeah, he does. Yeah. It's a little uh, Clint, like the whole, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the environment he's in is very Clint like, but the real person who reminded me most of Clint, who <laughs> never forget toughed up, toughed down is Sean of Sean and destiny. He is very level thinking. Yeah. We're not there yet. Um, we can go there. Quaylon and Chevelle next. Yeah. I have a Chevelle and Quaylon. Okay. So Quaylon is, uh, 29. He's been in for 12 years, armed robbery. He's been in prison a real long time since he was 17 years old. So let's remember technically Quaylon is 17 years old, but then you stay, you stay, you stay that age. And, you know, he doesn't have any idea what he's getting into, right? He needs to he needs to go out and, and, and be free. He needs to pull a, um, uh, a Michael and get all sorts of, you know, women. And he does not need to be, I, I don't know. I don't think this Chevelle situation is going to work out. Uh, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe it'll be like maybe. Lamar and Andrea and there'll be a love story for the ages. Um, but remember Chevelle, Lamar was in prison for like 20 years. 20, yeah. 
like you know, 25. Yeah. 25. And he came out yeah. and yeah, that's true. See, Quentin, so, I want to say when he was doing his interview segments from inside, it seemed like he was more mature. It, you know, than the average person who's being interviewed in these situations. And like he was reflecting on all that he's lost and how she's really the person who's given him hope. And I don't know. I'm just like, I don't, mm. again, you know, me, I get sucked in. I'm going to hold out hope for these two and it's going to be a disaster. But they seem like there's not at least a scam going on. They seem interested uh, in each other. Well, yes, that's true. And she explains how she met him uh, through her friend, Elena. Mm-hmm. When Elena's ex was incarcerated with Quaylon and she feels uh, that he's the soulmate and he's been in for 12 years, went in at 17. He says, you know, I missed out on a lot. I had dreams and aberrations. So that's the hardest part. Um, so he says, um, he says, uh, Chevelle calmed him down, gave him balance, opened up his heart like Darcy. His heart was caged off. She made it through the bars. Now, um, a poet. Mary Payne is a poet. I, I did like the way he was talking. So um, her mom says, look, you know, he's never been a father. He's never been in a real relationship. He's been in there for 12 years. He's never lived with a woman. There are a lot of concerns. Now, her cousin, uh, DeMarc, who seems high as shit and can't even open his eyes, says, uh, I don't like it at all. You're guilty until proven innocent. Cousin Walter says, um, you know what? He wants you to know. And once you get out, you might know other things. And then you'll know. I was like, all right, let's go back to the mother. Cause the mother is like, look, here's the bottom line. If he hurts that girl, uh, the little girl, the daughter, my heart is going to be torn apart. And she tells the camera, 99% of these guys know what to say. And they just do that jail talk. Chevelle trusts hard. And she's so giving. Yeah. And I don't want her to dive in head first and get taken advantage of. And then the mom tells us that when she was younger, she was an aspiring rapper and they gave $15,000 for a deal with the producer. And then they took the money and ran. And, um, but she does say she's only spent about 5,000 on Quaylon and she does not feel he's going to betray her. So that's, that's concerning. That backstory yeah. for Chevelle. I was like, damn. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, upsetting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hopeful. I just want that little girl is so precious and it seems mm. like she's got a great mom. You know, so that's good. She's got a good support system. And from previews, it seems like Quaylon's mom has a pretty, like, down-to-earth perspective, too. And she's like, he really shouldn't be in a relationship so soon. You know, and she's described as controlling or whatever later on. But I'm like, no, she's probably just a good mom. Yes, yes. She's probably you just, know? like, looking out for her son. Like, right. please, you know, I want to get him on the straight and narrow so he doesn't ever go back. Because um, he's told her, he's told his mom that he's coming home to Texas. But Chevelle doesn't live in Texas. And he's told Chevelle he wants to be with her. And so the solution is he asks for Chevelle to pick up his mom. Go ahead and pick her up on the way over to get him. And she's like, oh, my God. All right. And she's, like, scared because she has to be with his mom when she first meets him. And she's like, how am I supposed to have sex with him when his mom's there? I'm like, well, it is love after lockup. We've seen it happen before. Yeah. I mean, he says, uh, pick up my mom. So Chevelle's in Kansas. The mom's in Texas. And he says, uh, can you pick up my mom on your way to Bowling Green, which is in Kentucky? So I'm like, uh, Chevelle's just taking like a full four day Kansas style road trip. (laughs) Um, So uh, Chevelle says, Quaylon has said that his mom is protective and overbearing. And she's like, I don't know how I'm going to have sex with him with his mom there. But, you know, listen, it's early. You never know what's going to happen with these two crazy kids. Like, who would have thought Lacey and um, uh, Burn Nipple guy that they would still be married? What's his I name? Know, right? Shashane. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you could just go ahead and get you a blanket from a motel and throw it on the side of a cliff. We've sure. seen it happen before. You know, sure. no big deal. 
All right, now can we talk about the dummy dumb dumb of Sean uh-huh. and Destiny, who is absolutely scamming him. He has never seen her in real life. He's never even video chatted with her. She says that she's gained weight. She mm. doesn't want him to see her this way. She's 28. She has been arrested for, charged with escape from, I don't know where, stolen property, mm-hmm. possession of drugs. He's a general manager. We see him working at, is it like an auto body shop or... Mm-hmm. I don't know what mm-hmm. that, and it, with his yeah. boss, who is the hero of his scene, and um, he says that he's never had a connection like this. He is a mouth breather. Mm-hmm. He looks like not much is going on behind the eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> say. He sent her thirty five thousand dollars so far. Thirty five thousand dollars, and um, he also answers a call from her where she immediately just starts bitching at him, and his boss or his coworker, whoever that is, just starts yeah. laughing his ass off. He's like, "Yeah, this guy's gonna die. This guy is gonna get scammed and or die. That's it." Yeah, that's Hector. Hector's the hero. But you, you glazed over the uh, most important part, which was he's never had a connection like this with anybody in his life. However, he's been off and on with his ex, Kelly, for 22 years, and they have six kids. Six 22 kids. years, six kids, but he's mm-hmm. never had a connection with anybody like this right. before? What? Exactly. Uh, I know. Uh, 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 Kelly, take those six kids, put them in your van, get thee away from this guy. I mean, also, you're sending $35,000 to Destiny? I hope you're up on your child support, because that's nuts. Exactly. When you got six fucking kids, dude? Yeah. Yeah this guy he is about to like hector says he is going to get scammed and or die and we're just here to see it we hope cameras will follow it the whole sort of tale is coming she is going to be a nightmare she calls him up and immediately starts being like hey why don't you answer your phone i need you to do something go bail me out go to go to bonds but she's like okay all right all right all right so i'm wondering because there was i think one or two couples we didn't see i think that this i think this story might be short-lived um because destiny is not a real person or like she's tracy um so the two couples we didn't see i'll just mention now are tyrese and shanda tyrese is 49 years old and his girlfriend shanda is in prison and he is the one whose family grown kids are like you're crazy she is scamming you and he is all in and he thinks it's going to be the love of his life and then we also didn't see heather and dylan heather's the one with like the pink dyed hair and she uh-huh. talks about like you know being in love with Dylan and being standing by his side for years and years, and they immediately in previews fight in the car and like completely flip out on each other. So those are the two couples we haven't seen. All right. Um, okay. All right. So uh, what's his face goes to the bail bondsman, and uh, he says he's moved a lot of money around from his four hundred one k. Really, really, really smart. And so Greg, the bail bondsman, says, um, "All right. So you've never met her in person, but she's your girlfriend. Okay. So here's what we need. We need to be sure we know who we're talking to, and we need to know who we're dealing with." And Greg says to the camera, "In his experience, uh, this seems like a scam." He tells Sean it's a $50,000 bill if she does not show up to court. So it's $5,000 right now, non-refundable, to mm-hmm. bail her out. And then it's the whole fifty k if she runs. Um, and, you know, uh, her charges are forgery, false information, and escape. She cut off her monitor. Um, and uh, he says, you know, she could get more jail time because of the escape charge. Uh You know, but she's been in and out of jail since she was 14. So she can be released tomorrow on this bond. But if she doesn't appear in the court in a couple of weeks, you are on the hook for $50,000. Sean is sitting there breathing so heavily. He's like, (sighs) well, Uh, 
I still want to do it. I'm like, oh, God, with your breathing. And then he says his father was in prison before, and he's turned his life around, but he also warned Sean that, you know, a con is a con is a con, and most people in prison, and this is his father talking, not us, are just trying to get somebody, get some money, get something out of someone on the outside, and they're not really going to commit to you. And Sean's like, I don't believe it. (sighs) Here, let me move some more money out of my 401k that my children will never see. Um, And then there were scenes from next season, but all I got was short red hair um, girl. And I just wrote, I don't know who these people are, but the boyfriend is hot. Um, That's Heather and Dylan, and they're going to be explosive. And also, yeah, Tyrese and Shonda, I'm looking forward to that. So we got a lot of couples. Everyone's new. How exciting is this? We've been following the same couples on Life After Lockup for so long. This is thrilling. Mm -hmm. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thrilling and more thrilling that Life After Lockup is coming back in September. Um, We should just freaking work for Match Art Productions. We're like, da, 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 new shows. Okay. Um, All right. Now we got to go over to 90 Day, Happily Ever After, question mark. Happily Ever After. And it was, what was the title of it again? I have it written down here. Ultimatums and Ugly Truths. Okay, whatever. Do you you think that Love After Lockup, since they had... Um, Stairway to Heaven, that th- it'll be a theme of all uh, song titles again? I really hope so. I yeah. live for that. When I discovered that from last season of 90 Day, I was like, what? Everything was an 80s song title, and I'm just now noticing this? Yeah, hopefully they'll do that on Love After Lockup. Yeah, it seems like they're, they're off to a good start. Listen, they're, listen, they're bored in the production rooms during coronavirus. They're like, what can we do to fill our time? I know. It's like the people that make the OPI nail colors. You know, you're always like, What's happening there? Who, who's in charge of that department? <laughs> I know, exactly. Who named this, like, whatever? Blue cheese banana. Uh, okay, so let's... <laughs> do you want to start with Angela and Michael? Or do you want to, like, warm up to that? Let's warm up, because my voice let's is... Warm uh, let's warm up. We can start let's... with... Uh, who do you want to start with? I want to start with Colty and Jess and Debbie and Larissa and Eric. There are 17 people in mm-hmm. this storyline, and I am so over it. I'm definitely over trying to make Larissa happen. She has nothing going on. I don't even know why cameras are following her. This whole Eric fake shit. I don't know. I'm, I'm very annoyed by Larissa's storyline because it's just more airtime for her doing nothing. You know? Yeah. And I, there's obviously something that Eric did that we don't know because him just, her just thinking that he sent a troll to say she had cottage cheese butt on her Instagram is not enough to get a protection order. So cheesy obviously butt. he he's mm-hmm. done... <laughs> He's done something else um, for Carmen, you know, to want to kick her out. Um, so maybe that'll come to light. I don't know. Um, so, you know, it's interesting with this cult thing. So Colt and Jess are going out to dinner and, you know, he says they did get their own hotel room for privacy and fun. And Jess, uh, once again, does a reenactment of, you know, yeah. I like sex. You like sex. And then Debbie, ooh. Um, she goes, I Jess- want to be able to, ah, ah, ah. And I'm like, please stop. Please stop. She's, like, we don't ever want to picture that with Colty. 
She's a lot. She says, uh, Jess uh, says, Debbie was mean and slamming doors. And Larissa warned me about her and said, she's not like old lady cute. And then Colt's like, look, all right, it's my mother. You know, I know she was in a bad mood. And then Jess tells Colt the truest words that have ever been said on this show. You're a baby man. Uh, yeah, he is. He's a baby man. And so then they talk about they each had a parent that died. And he says, look, you know, your mom died. My dad died. You would do anything for the parent that's still with us. And um, she goes, well, great. Maybe when our families get together, um, they can, we can drink and have fun. And she won't be mad at me. And Colt's like, that's great. My mom loves to drink. I know. Like, oh, and no. Jess goes, oh, I can't wait to see Debbie drunk. And I'm like, girl, you already have. What? <laughs> oh. So then you know, they're getting ready to leave. And she goes, me and you are going to have the sex all night, okay? I'm like, oh. we get it, Jess. Jess, we get it. I can't. We get it. You like she to have really... sex. You like yeah. to have sex with Colt. We get it. We get yeah. it. We've seen the picture. I've seen it. Uh, yeah. Okay. We know all what's right. going on. Okay. Jess wants Debbie to drink, eat barbecue, and relax with her crazy family the next day. But we cut to the next morning. And first, Debbie and Colt have to have a breakfast date to talk about their relationship. Debbie's feeling abandoned by her man. And she would like to spoon feed him some guava, which she does. And I threw up in my mouth a little bit. It's disgusting. And the angle on Colt, again, the producers troll him so hard, or the camera people troll him so hard. They are laying on the ground of that patio filming him. Yeah, they're like straight up. How much more horrid can we make you look? Um, So bad. We would die if someone was taking a picture of us like that. Debbie is wild with jealousy. She also doesn't think she was mean to Jess. She was like, I was just tired. And Colt's like, I understand you were tired, but you don't have to be an asshole. And she's like, what? I'm a great person. Everyone knows that I'm a, you know, I'm easy to get along with. What are you talking about? I'm like, we have all seen you. We know that you're not like easy to get along with, period. Larissa wasn't either, but you're a nightmare. And so ultimately Colt just court orders her basically to have an awkward conversation with his new girlfriend on the beach. So she's got to go do that for him later. And she goes, I got to go see if she's good enough for Colt. Yeah. Debbie's like, I only knew her for 10 minutes. And you know, only after those 10 minutes, it seems to me she has a plan. She has a goal. You don't need to ignore these warning signs, but I'll go get to know her more. So she goes across the street to sit on the beach and, uh, I guess it's kind of cold because she's in a full like lumberjack outfit and she, and I was like, this is not, this is not beach wear. Well, she's in a lumberjack shirt and like black leggings. She's she's in a lumberjack outfit. Oh my God. Um, Yes. uh, Yeah. So she, you know, she apologizes to Jess and says, you know, I know I came off bad and I was tired. And Jess says, you know, you know, I understand. And conversation is a good idea always. And it seems like, you know, they're kind of getting along and not too much side eye. It seems like, okay. And, um, you know, Debbie says, it just bothers me because you guys have only been together two times and you're talking about children and like maybe move to Brazil or you're going to stay in America. And like, when does your visa expire? And she says, I feel like interrogation and I just try to be myself. And if she like it or no, fuck it. I am Jess. I was like, uh Oh, so then she tells Debbie when her visa expires and maybe she'll go back to Brill and Brazil and maybe she won't. And maybe she and Colt will marry. She likes Brazil. And Debbie says, I am concerned because of his ex and he's jumping in again. And she needed a green card and maybe you need a green card. And she was like, I don't mind being in Brazil. I'm not trying to get a green card. And she goes, okay, well, we have to get along and not put him in the middle. And after you get to know me, you're going to see I'm a sweetheart. And I'm uh, sure I will know that you're a sweetheart too, right? Just says to the camera, I believe Larissa. 
<laughs> Debbie is a crazy monster. Oh. And, then, and then Deb says to the camera, Jess doesn't understand the bond that Colt and I have, but if she messes with it, she'll be in for a rude awakening. I'm like, you need and to we see your smile with all, Yeah. We see your smile with all our teeth. And all that was teeth. I know. She exactly. Never, never, she is, I didn't even know she had top teeth. She, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I, I thought she didn't have any top teeth. I've never seen her smile with all her teeth like that. That was like an evil, like, hey, 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 I'll get you and your little dog too. I know. It's kind of like when an animal bears their teeth. You're like, no, no, no. That's not, that's not friendly. That's threatening. That's her. Mm-hmm. She yes. is never going to let Colty move to Brazil. He will never move to Brazil. We all know this is just, just such bullshit. I don't know. Whatever. Yes. Again, why are we even watching this? Okay, Larissa and Ericie have the fakest sequence of scenes ever. First of all, did you see that Larissa's dress? Somebody took an amazing screenshot of this. Mm-hmm. It was like scrunched up and back with some kind of hair clip to make it tighter in the front. And it, I'm like, she is wearing a dress that barely covers her cooch, and she's got it scrunched up in the back. So it's tight as hell. Was that for the mic pack to make it not wrinkled in the front? I don't know. She looks oh. crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, she, she loves a knit. In. She loves a knit dress. She loves she a knit does. dress. Cut to her cooter. Yeah. She does. Cooter. She comes <laughs> in to meet Ericie for coffee. Ericie has full quarantine here before quarantine has even happened. And she wants him to let the money flow. And what is, what, you know, for what, he wonders. Like, she, he's mm-hmm. a little bit cheapy, she says. Mm-hmm. She wants new boobs. Now, her boobs look fine to me, but whatever. She's definitely addicted to getting procedures done on herself and spending everyone else's money on that. Yes, and she wants to have a kitten with him, and uh, she says they can get a kitten together. They're going to have a future, but the Carmen's going to be very upset. Mm-hmm. Um, Carmen is, again, she throws Carmen under the bus again and says Carmen is like her mother. I mean, Carmen appears to be maybe five years older. And uh, Carmen hates Eric because she only told Carmen the bad things. Okay, well, that happens. And um, yeah. he says, well, you're going to have to tell her if you want to keep seeing me. And don't think you're moving in with me, girl. So um, I don't know. We forgot that she did go talk to Adam. And he says, like, you know, just keep it clean. Oh, yeah. Adam, right. Adam references, you know, this thing with Eric. And was like, you need to really be sure because here you are at the finish line. You don't want to screw it up with Eric because you had that problem with him before. So she talks to Carmen. We don't have the full story on that, We don't. Right? We don't. Because if she made a protection order against him, no judge is going to give her an order of protection, which she has said three times, the word protection. And so did um, Adam, the DUI doctor. They're not going to give her an order of protection if somebody just sent her cheesy butt messages on Instagram. I mean. Exactly. It doesn't something make sense. Ha- something else know. happened. Yeah, for sure. And, and so anyway, you know, she sits down, talks to Carmen. It doesn't go well. Carmen, like, reminds her, like, you've had no one. I've let you live in my house. Um, I know how it's going to end. I really can't deal with the drama, so you're going to need to move out. So Larissa yeah, by goes the end of the, the weekend. Yeah. Larissa sits on the front yard and says, like, ah, fuck my life. Yeah. She goes, I didn't move to the U.S. to be homelessy. And I'm like, well, you are homelessy, and you always have been because you've never owned anything. You've never right. even, Has she even, like, tried to work? Well, she doesn't no. have, her, she doesn't have oh. her visa yet, right? Right. She's, she's the only man. She's yeah. a piece of shit. Okay. Uh, who do you want to talk about next? I'd like to talk about your boyfriend, Asuelu. Mm. Uh, so. Trinbraid is ready to bring the hammer down on baby man, Asuelu, who is not my boyfriend anymore, who I publicly broke up with. And I would like to reiterate that. I came from yeah. a boy. I'm done with him. Um, Mother Trinbraid lo- moves Asuelu to a second location. Right. Right away. Which is amazing. Uh-huh. They go for a dog walk on an abandoned bridge. That body is never going to be found. 
should he not want it to be found. But he chooses not to get completely violent with him yet. He says, I'm trying real hard not to get violent. And Asuelu, before he goes on this walk, (laughs) he goes, I have the nervous. And I'm like, oh, you should have the nervous. You should have more than a little nervous. You should have a lot nervous because you're an asshole. Never asked me to walk the dog before. No. Um, he and fully so, is like sharding in his shorts when <laughs> FCB asks him to explain himself on that bridge. Asuelo says, you know, you didn't get to hear my side. And so Lo says, okay, so I want to hear what happened. And he says, you know, uh, Lisa was asking me about women and how Samoa and American are different. And um, so I just said, you know, American women are lazy and uh, Lowe says to the camera, people from the South Pacific want to control their wives. And so I understand that. But I've always taught my daughters to not be that way. Mm-hmm. So Asuelu then tells Lowe, he says, you know, um, I said things to Lisa that I should not have said. And I did cross the line. And uh, Lowe says, look, I don't want to hear all that cussing and arguing in front of the children. And Asuelu says, you know, I, I blame myself. And I guess I, I need to know how to talk to Lisa. So uh, my translation was not good. And I also swear at uh, Kalani. And Lo says, it's not acceptable. It was your son's birthday and it all went to shit. And so Lou says, yeah, you know, I, um, yeah, I screwed that all up and, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dad and I do the bad things. And Lo goes, all right. So, but, uh, you never apologized. And he goes, no, I don't know how to do that. So I don't know how to do that. What? You know how to say yeah. lying bitch. Yeah. Uh, I knows how to say, and your voice is fucking annoying. And Lo says, well, you're a day late and a dollar short. So I'm trying my best not to get violent. But you need to learn how to treat your wife because I'm not having that. And Asuelo says, yes, I understand that. And uh, I will say sorry to her. And Lo tells him, you're going to be on your best behavior and this shit won't happen again. And um, Asuelo says to the camera, like, yeah, I know my, my uh, uh, problem is temper and uh, Lo's going to be watching me. So I got to prove what I say as I mean what I say. Let me get back in the car. Shit. Yeah. It's yeah. like full pee dripping down his leg. He's so scared. I mean, I'm glad he's scared of him. He should be. And I'm glad that Father Chinbraid is completely taking him to an abandoned location to scare the absolute shit out of him. I'm like, please do more of this. And like, we know you're trying hard not to get violent, but we're kind of here for that, too, at this point. Because Asuelu, I get it. When he says, I can't, you know, I think in one language and I the words don't come right out in the other totally understandable but it's beyond that it's like how about not running away how about not giving three false locations to your wife who's taking care of two babies? Oh, how about helping God. take care of your sick kids how about not helping at home ever and just like you know shoveling apples and going to play volleyball five nights a week how about not sulking at your son's birthday can you stop all of these things too it is so much bigger than what they talked about yeah i think so and i think there's a lot of parts of him that we haven't seen yeah um, Another, you know, just being immature. But another person that I was not happy with this week, and it hurts me to say, is Andre oh! and Libby. Are you ready to finally come over to my side? Just a couple of steps. You know, a couple even of, if this uh, is an act, it is gross. It's an act, and it's gross. And we know she's the breadwinner. He's trying to be all macho. But people, his family and his friends have seen through it. And they're all like, we don't know why he act like that, because he stayed at home with the baby, and that's not Moldovan. Um, so, you know, they go to this first place to look for wedding venues. And she tells the camera it's kind of tacky. 
And, uh, it is, you know, it, it is, it is. And it's in the a wedding mall, the decor is yeah. old. They see these pictures of food, but they don't get presented with any real food. And she's like, this isn't really what I was looking for. But then she has to take a turn always and make it about her family. And I'm like, this right. is where she goes wrong when she's like, they need American food. They need to be comfortable. And then of course she's going to, he's going to start to blow up and get all crazy on her as soon as she says anything about her family being needy. And I'm like, well, you could just send you don't like the venue. Cause it's kind of gross. You know? Yeah, yeah. she could have been like, this, you know, I think we have to have some food that's a little more middle of the road. You know, she could have said lots of things. But, of course, that doesn't make good TV. She says her family has a lot of concerns. She doesn't want, you know, after all the traveling, she doesn't want to make it worse. And she really doesn't want to book a place if she hasn't tasted the food. And a lot of people, a lot of people were like, oh, that's crazy. I was like, no, it's really not. Um, so he says, let's go, let's go eat. Let's go get some food. And then you'll calm down a little bit. So you won't she's be so telling, angry. You won't be so hangry. Let's go. Let's go over here. And then, of course, the producers pull them aside, you know, to talk as they're walking to the car where she's locked in uh, the father and the baby together in the heat with the windows not cracked. And she tells the camera, look, here's the thing. This place wasn't good. Like, I just want to be able to taste the food. And every time she's talking, he keeps interrupting her. And then she goes, can you stop? Can you stop interrupting me? He goes, okay, finish your thought. And she goes, and so anyway, and he goes, and then you can finish your thought. And she goes, just stop. Be quiet. And he's like. And she goes, just be quiet. Shut up. And he goes, you shut the fuck up. And then he goes, go ahead. Tell your thoughts. Tell your thoughts. And she gets, she just looks at him and walks away. And I, goes, uh-uh. I said, Andre, Andre, come on. Andre, come on, you got to come get your boy this week. Seriously, because Mm-mm. this is unacceptable. Him screaming at her, finish your thought. Finish your thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Like very few women would put up with that. No, she walked period. away. She walked I know away. She walked away, but there's something about that she likes too. She likes with he's a yep. little bit. He's, she he's, does. He's a bully. He like she likes something about that, and it's like so toxic and gross to me. And I know that they seem much more normal on like things like pillow talk, cameos, whatever. But the fact that he could bust out with like finish your thought, finish your thought, finish, I'm like that's real. That was not an act. Yeah, I know. And I think that you're right. I think that that is just part of their dynamic is that fighting and that back and forth. And I don't personally want to live like that. Uh-uh. Um, I don't want to raise a baby in a situation like that. I, He needs to fucking stop with that shit. And he's blown up with it ever since they've been back in Moldova. I think, yeah. like you've said, partially for the show. But moments like this are very telling. You know, like he can't, he can't stand that she like isn't just being subservient to him in all ways you know right in front of his friends and his family he wants to show yeah so um he's following her and can go libby don't be a brat i'm like okay just keep digging your hole what so um you know she's like i think he's acting different just because we're here but it's really annoying and um so he's telling her like i can feel your negative energy and you need to step down off your uh horse your high horse and uh and i don't want my dad to see this behavior you need to just relax that right now And she's like, I thought this wedding shopping would be more enjoyable. And then she tells the camera, like, our disagreement is the usual thing. Like, he interrupts me a lot, but he doesn't like me to interrupt him because he's a man. Listen, I don't want to argue in front of Eleanor and his dad. Well, that's the life she's going to be living then. She's going to be rolling her eyes like, oh, he's just this way. And I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm, he is just this way. And when it gets really bad and it's not funny anymore, that is who you're going to be married to. And you're going to have to shut your mouth when he wants you to, if you don't want to argue in front of your daughter, like it's just makes me puke. The second venue they go to is actually gorgeous. 
yeah, it's really nice. Really and nice. She, she likes it right away. And so does he. And um, they get to taste the food. And he tells her that she's eating uh, pork back of the head. Yep. And she goes, okay, well, I guess my family can just stick with their, they'll be bread, right? They'll be bread, they'll be chicken. She goes, it looks nasty, but it tastes delicious. And then, yeah, Chuck will be paying, he'll be footing the entire bill for the blessing of like bread, water, and cheese and chicken or something. She like, yeah, and we- like four things. And yeah, she's like, um, how much, um, how much, and then they explain how much it is. It's about $5,400, which is pretty yeah. good for 60 oh, yeah. people in a, a nice situation. And, uh, he goes, it doesn't matter. Your father will pay. And she goes, well, this, he'd, like, uh, he'd like to know how, he'd like to know how much he's paying. You know, this is where, you know what, no matter how Libby is totally manipulative when it comes to her sisters versus Andre and her family and blah, blah, blah. But this is where. I just sink to a whole new level of Andre's rage with Andre when he is always dismissive of the things that, you know, Chuck just pays for in his life. Yet he wants to be this overbearing. I am head of house. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I agree. I agree. I didn't like it at all. So they're outside they're talking and he says they're in a better mood because they, you know, they're getting along. They found a venue they can both agree on and she's talking and he interrupts her and she just looks at him and he goes, okay, say it again. Sorry. And she goes, okay, so wait, hold on. Did you say you're sorry? And then he goes, he goes, okay, okay, come on now. Go ahead now. Go ahead. Go ahead. The funniest, <laughs> thing, is, thoughts. The funniest, the funniest thing is on Pillow Talk, um, every time he would do this, um, Alexi <laughs> to um, Lauren was like, okay, and here I talk and here you listen double. You're going to listen triple. And Lauren's <laughs> like, you better shut up. Um, all right. So later they go to a walk to a park with his parents and the baby and, you know, they're at this childhood park and Lizzie's, you know, Libby says she's kind of got OCD and she does worry about germs and the park's like nothing like new, like they have in America. Then they go through this whole thing where Andre's really not translating properly. But, um, she says like, you know, my family is very Americanized. They like everything. I mean, she's throwing her own family under the bus. I know. It's really it's, it's really weird. And then she has to defend that. It's just, she's really, I don't know. So she loves playing them against each other. She really does love that, you know, and it's not good. Yeah. But he's translating badly. He's trying to keep his parents and Libby in the dark and that's a control thing. So he has all the control over what's going on. And basically Libby is saying that her family are all assholes. He's trying, she's trying to prepare everyone for like how rude and awful they're going to be. And I'm like, that isn't the greatest setup in the world, but she does say sister spray tan would approve of their venue choice. Yeah, but Andre is telling his parents, like, um, they're unhappy about coming here because it was such short notice. And the Andre says, I did it on purpose so they would not come. And the mother says, I don't believe you did that. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. I do. He just yeah. said it. And then when he says, uh, Olivia goes, one day you'll learn the language. You can speak to yourself. And Libby, you know, was worried, like, how are they going to get along, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so now we go to the coolest thing, I think, uh, was the baptism. So she says she's not allowed to wear makeup. She has to wear a headscarf. She has to wear all white. Um, She never really takes off her black puffy coat, which sort of ruins the whole white vibe. But she has to turn around and face the sunset, which symbolizes hell. And they ask, are you losing yourself from Satan? Blow three times, turn back around. Uh, she's completely lost in this ceremony and also says she hasn't told her family she's doing this. The priest cuts her hair. She stands in water. He puts it on her head and he gives her a, a cross necklace. Now, the funniest thing was when he cuts the two pieces on each side of her hair. Um, Veronica and Tim on Pelotalk are watching and they go, Oh, I wonder why he did that. And Veronica goes, oh, he takes one and puts it in a bag for the devil and the other and puts it in a bag for um, God. And that way, when they're coming to look for you, when you die, they'll know which bag to take. And Tim goes, oh, really? And she's like, no, I made that up. (laughs) 
I love seeing rituals like this, though, that I've never seen before. Cool. This yeah. is the best. When 90 Day gives us these moments, this is the best. You know, we're like, something. ooh, we do learn yeah. something. Of course, though, it turns into more macho flexing later when they go out to dinner with brother Andre and his wife. Because it's all about, you know, Libby didn't wear the cross. Doesn't she know that's protecting her from evil? And you should really listen to Andre. Or you should ask him when you need clarification on things. The woman needs to be subservient to the man. Yeah. Uh, she's like, I didn't know. And that's lack of communication on your part. And he goes, yeah. oh, this is all about your independence. And uh, Ina tells the camera, Andre is a good guy and a part of our family. But one problem with him is he needs to act like a real man. And uh, so this is part of Andre's problem, Whatever. right? Like they keep telling him and he's acting like a real man. So then he acts like a real asshole. And um, Andre exactly. is explaining to her why she wears the headscarf. And he goes, and in the beginning, beginning of time, you know, woman was created from the man. And uh, she goes, okay, well, we're not in the beginning of uh, times. And Ina, who I've decided is a total asshole, says, uh, you two should read some books about what roles the man and the woman will play in the family. The woman will stay with the child and uh, the man works. And he says, I wanted to do the job and bring in the money and do the proper things. But she convinced me like to stay home. Mm-hmm. All right. It's so all he goes on all the time. Mm-hmm. He goes on and on about the man's the head and the woman's the neck. And Libby turned his head the wrong way. He's the brains, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and what exactly- are we in my big fat Greek wedding? Like all of yeah. you guys just like replaying a scene we've all seen a million times. But see, it, this part seemed more scripted than any other. Well, finally, she goes, she's listening and she goes, Libby goes, you know what? He's acting all macho and everything. But if he keeps this up, I'm going to have to put him in his place. I'm like, uh, please, please do. Well, you know, Chuck and the sons-in-law and everybody are coming out to do just that. They're about to learn about his arrest record. They're about to fist fight at a table. It's all coming. Something, um, <laughs> something not great this way comes to Moldova. And you know what? They're probably going to show their asses and act like, you know, just rude Americans. But they're going to get into it with him. We've seen previews. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and Chuck and his uh, mini Chuck. Okay. So now we have Sinjin and Tanya, who I am, I really don't, I've decided I, I don't really care about Sinjin I don't and Tanya. either. I know. I we find like, blah, blah, blah. I don't it's care. like so not interesting. I know. Sinjin's brother did sadly have a blood clot in his lung, and so he had to go to the ER, and he says he could have died, and he's FaceTiming with his brother, and he's so worried, and he wants to go back to South Africa. He says they're five years apart, but they're very close. And his brother is very sweet. He says, I'm definitely craving some comfort right now. And Sinjin reveals that his grandmother actually died two weeks into his shed imprisonment in America. I, 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 my all caps, why didn't TLC tell us that? I that know. would have been a compelling storyline. Like, no wonder he was drinking Jack for breakfast, you know, it's, and yeah, stealing, like, mama's liquor. Yeah. I was like, what? And then Tanya still left you to go to her witch doctoring trip? Mm-hmm. Like, what? We had no idea. That was really sad. So he gets together with Tanya and tells her, I really feel like I want to go home. I'm worried for my brother. And she oddly is very understanding about that. But I was like glad because she just left him in the lurch at some point. And so she's like, I would too. You know, if it was my mom or sister, I would be wanting to go over there right away. She's like, but who will pay? And I'm like, dot, dot, dot. The TV show will. Like, we know this. He's like, what? what is the, what's the budget? And she says, you know, um, I totally understand. And I would want to go if it was my mom or my sister. Like, I understand. And she says, you know, I want you to go. He says, I want you to go because you're part of my family. And she says, I'm glad to hear that in light of our conversation, you know, where he said he wants to be able to pick up at any time and leave. And he says in a very Aaron and Mary Payne way, he says, I hear your concerns. (laughs) I hear what you're saying. I'm listening. I hear you. 
I understand what you're saying. And, but this has been my whole life. And she says, you know, she worries that if, um, he sees his family and friends, it's going to bring up questions of like, why, you know, why did he even come to the stage or whatever? So there we go. So we're going to, um, we're going to, we're going to see them and they're going to go to South Africa and maybe that will make them uh, more interesting. Yeah, Um, maybe, you know, I think it will. It, it, like I said, this whole happily ever after is turning into the other way or before the night because they're all traveling to other countries. I'm like, I'm here for it. I'll go to Brazil. I'll go wherever. Like, that's fine. All right. Do you need to take a deep breath and like center yourself because we're about to get into Angela and Michael? Let me get my water. I've got a, I've got a kid texting me. What can I eat? Angela's got a half hair, curly, updo, tank top, sleeveless sweater, house of 11, Darcy and Stacey sunglasses. (laughs) She's got a whole look going on. We'll be starting this week. Yeah, I like her. We start with her in bed. She's we start asleep. with she her was in bed. Not fake asleep. No. She was re- she was like full out drooling on that hard mattress asleep with her she with her was... bra flung right behind her on the bed. <laughs> Mary Faith, <laughs> her bra hanging over the headboard. I was like, this is so on brand for Angela. Oh my god. I thought we were gonna see like a pack of cigarettes and like some other shit, like a microwave oven, whatever, sticking out of that bra. Cause I'm like, where'd she put that when she hangs it up? She must unload everything beforehand. Oh my god. Um, okay. So, um, Angie's asleep and she mm-hmm. says, you know, they've got to plan this wedding in a few weeks. Hold on, I'm texting back my son. What can I eat? Okay. Just, yes. Just eat whatever you want. I'm you trying to food. talk to Angie. You can eat okay. food. I know. Exactly. She These says, the text I get the whole time we're recording too. Like, where's the dog? What can I eat? What's for, I'm like, I'm working. I'm doing important work what can right I eat? here talking about TLC. Open the fridge. See what pops out. All right. So she says like, I got to show you something, Michael. Hey, listen, all right, so she's trying to get off the bed, and she's like, I'm trying to cover my cooter right now. You ain't getting none. Stop, you nasty ass. Okay. And he's like, he's slapping her on the ass. He's like, I miss you right now. And um, she's like, come on, hold up, hold up. So she's all excited, so she shows him the suits. He is so cute and excited and doing his little dance in the bed. Uh, my daughter was watching. It was like, look how cute he is about getting that suit. He was like, he I know it's supposed to be traditional, cute. but I love these suits. I love the suits. I was so excited. It was. Uh, these are the moments. And then, of course, she ruins it all later. We know this, guys. We know this. Yeah, but I, these are the moments where you're like, aw. Um, so today they're going to go see some expats from America. And uh, he tells her that he has met up with this guy named Dawa. Dawa used to live in Atlanta, I guess. Dawa and his friends. Okay. So um, she's saying, like, I don't know why you would ask this person about living in the United States. Isn't that what I'm here for? And um, he goes, well, you know, the, these uh, expats, they've lived in both places. So they could tell you about living here. And she goes, oh, hell no. I am not living here. I, I can't up and move. I got grandchildren. My mom depends on me. I am an American woman. I can't give up hot water and electricity. I ain't going to live like that. <laughs> she's like, ain't nobody can tell me about living America except me. Yeah. She also is just, she's hot and bothered right away because you can tell that this is a producer setup where they just want her to trot herself out in front of these other people who are going to tell her what to do. And I am not being an Angela apologist here because she acts monstrously coming up and we're both going to comment on that. But I feel like there is already in her head, like I'm going to have to sit through this scene where people tell me things that are for my own good. And she's just not up for that. Like, she came yeah. here to marry him, and she doesn't want to hear from other people preaching at her. I yeah, get and, it. Yeah, and of course, the, the producers told, uh, you know, Dawa to show up 30 minutes later than the women. The women are obviously just sitting down and getting their microphones and stuff because they're kind totally. of fidgeting around. And, you know, 
it was, I think, is this producer set up to make her freak. And so they get to this pool hall and they're walking in and it's, it's a um, pool the, hall? I didn't even notice that. Well, because we opened with shots of witching with the, with the pool stick and the ball. <laughs> and notice. so, yeah. And it's three women sitting there. And so she walks up and goes, I thought it was a guy we was talking to. Matter of fact, thank y'all for coming. We're done. That's a wrap, Mike. That's a wrap. And she's storming <laughs> off. And so the one girl's looking around. And she goes, um, what are, what do, did she just freak out? Like what? Like, I mean, it's like, wait, oh, are we done? That was 13 seconds. So she shakes their hand and she is, you know, polite. And they're like, oh, okay. And she walks away. So she's walking out to the car ahead of him. And they had the scariest, suspenseful music playing. Like, oh, yeah. it's like, dun, dun, dun. it's like, it's in the house. It's right behind you. The scary music. And she's like, calmly, she's saying, where's your car? I'm done. I'm done. She's looking at the cameras. I'm done. Where's your car? You take your ass to the apartment. I want to be away from you. There's not going to be no marriage. Okay. Where's your car? So, she, so he's like, oh, Angela, Angela. And so she, they're both getting in the car. And I don't know if they splice this because now they're both getting in the car and they get in the car and she says, I don't need a woman to tell me what the fuck is going on in America. Fuck her and fuck you too. Take me to the goddamn department. I am sick of this shit. Now, meanwhile, he's saying, God. Oh, I don't understand. Why did you act like that? Just, Shut up. You don't talk to me anymore. It's your fucking day. <laughs> the best I can do, guys. Oh God, it was so intense. She says, <laughs> why would you? want to take up for strangers that you do not fucking know. Now, why would you do that right now? Why would you do that? They, you can go to hell. They can't tell me anything about America. You think you're going to go and go sitting at a table with three women without me? I am not a stupid woman. And if I am a stupid woman, why do you want to marry me? Because who wants to marry a stupid bitch? Those bitches can't tell me nothing about my household or me. Maybe you need to marry them. Hang out with women. Who do you think I'm going to agree to that? Hey, Skylar. Skyla on the phone. Oh, God. Okay, Skyla calls on the phone. Skyla. Intermission. She's got to pick up the phone, and Skyla says, Mamaw's lost her mind. Mamaw has lost her mind. Uh, and she goes, well, that's the dementia setting in right there. Then she says, which I caught on Pillow Talk, I didn't catch the first time around, that uh, I don't think she had her oxygen. It was unplugged all night. Yes. That's and Angela says, not well, that will make good. a difference. She's like, that's affecting her, you know, in her own Angela speak. And so she's got to take care of this, like, really serious situation after she just, like, bitched out Michael to an extreme degree. And then it seems to oddly, like, center her, though, because when she hangs up, she's still, like, super pissed. But now she's, like, thinking about more important things, like her mom actually being seriously, critically ill. Yeah. And she, she tells says, Michael, you yeah. know, I've got more on my plate than you understand. Yeah, she said, you know... My mom is not doing well, and I don't have the fucking energy to worry about my mom and fight with you about them girls. My mom was fine when I left, but now she's having problems. Damn you and those women, and I'm done talking about it. So poor Michael, literally all he does is flail his arms around and wipe his face with a face cloth. He (laughs) is dying. And he says he understands she's super stressed with everything, and he does understand. He's very worried about her. And, you know, so there, she start, starts to get out of the car you know, while it's still moving. He's like, just park, just park. I got to get out. I got to get out. And he tells her, like, I have no connection to those women. Only that guy, Dawa, he does know them. He does know them. I do not know them. And she goes, you know, I'm just wondering, like, if we're really ready to get married. And he says, listen, I know that you love me and I love you too. And she just, in a calm moment, it's like, you know, these are things that we really have to work out. I was like, who is this person? 
who is this right? person that five minutes think? ago was head was spinning around in the car? This is how it always is, though. They take us on a full dramatic journey, you know, yeah. from like, ha ha, bra hanging, like suit dancing to like, who are these bitches? Fuck you. Fuck me. Fuck and then to, yeah, let's talk about our real problems. Like, are we in love? What should we do next? It is a full journey of emotions. And for some reason, Michael is still signed up for it. Whether he can get to the U.S. or not, I feel like there's some real feelings there. And maybe he is just, like, comfortable being in this abusive relationship. I don't know. I hate even saying that. But he he's almost used to Angela's outbursts at this point. Oh, yeah. He doesn't even totally. flinch. Yeah, he doesn't. Which he is scary. Any, he, he, That's scary for that, him. He knows that she'll calm down. She always does. I mean, he told her he got the blowjob yeah, for real. And I she know. still was like, all right. You know what? I ha I always go back to that, the fact that he did cheat on her one time and so he broke that trust initially and you know, she's gone crazy and been super inappropriate and abusive many times since then, but he he did act like that. You know, he did do something yeah. to break her yeah. trust. Not that her reaction is warranted, but yeah, it's a fucking You know what? They are totally gonna get married. We know they do. And mm -hmm. um I just want to know what happens to Mama and what the timeline is on that and if Angela's going to get back to her in time. Nigerian television star marries his old woman. <laughs> that blogger um, is definitely dead. Definitely dead. So next week on Happily Ever After, um, Libby's dad and brother arrive, um, Chuck and Minnie Chuck, and they ask, why did he leave Ireland? Because as we know, Andre used to live in Ireland. And he says, I got into trouble. Um, Paul and Karini apparently have a new place to live and he worries that she's not happy and he's pointing yeah. out everything that she should be happy about. We see him um, like installing or trying to install some kind of air conditioner. Yeah. Like in a window and dropping it. It looks like a shed situation, but I'm going to hold mm -hmm. out. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Well, it's going to have air conditioning. So that's, that's a step up. Um, yeah. uh, is trying to apologize to, um, Kalani and, not really. uh, not really. And she says she feels like she is battling a teenager. Girl, yeah. come to my house. Um, Larissa <laughs> found out that Ericky was texting a girl behind your back. So she calls the girl Natalie and Natalie spills the dirt and says that Ericky says terrible things about her and their intimacy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that's all set up and annoying. And Michael and Angela are going to a market and he says his mother is coming for dinner to their apartment. And he thinks the wife should be the one cooking. Because the mom is coming for dinner, and that's the, that she should be cooking. So they go to the market, and he's like, "We're getting you the goat. We're getting the goat meat." And she's like, "Nope, nope, nope." And he's like, "Yes, we are We're getting the goat meat." She's like, "Nope." Apparently, she hops on his back and runs out of the market. I can't yeah. tell what was going on. She's got a full. She's got a huge yellow shirt on that says "Flawless." <laughs> so we meet uh, Jess's fun family there in Brazil, and Debbie says at the dinner table, anyone here think they're moving too fast? And everybody acts stunned, which I don't really know why they would, yeah, right. but Jess says under her breath, son of a bitch, fuck you. Yep. So. Yep. So. Not even really under her breath, like out loud and proud. <laughs> and Debbie's like too drunk to notice probably. She's like, why pass the beer? I need to feed Colt from my mouth to his mouth. Hold on. Ew. <gasps> Mm -hmm. Girl. All right, Girl. Well, you guys, we'll be coming back next week with more Love After Lockup Season 3 and 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After. 
And yeah, we're excited for the changes coming up. Remember, that's August 4th, where you'll be seeing like a new icon in your feed. And then we're just hoping to do more and more content everywhere. Thank you for leaving us a nice review. If you get the chance to do that, we always appreciate it. Thank you for joining our Patreons to keep us moving. We appreciate all of you. Pink Shade Patreon, Hey Bunky Patreon, where we're covering Smothered, uh, 90 Day the Other Way, and more fun shows coming up. And you can find us for now at Aaron Leah Martin on Twitter and Instagram and at Mary Payne 2 on Twitter and Instagram. But we will have regular like podcast handles coming at you soon and Ooh. things will be much more clear much more and streamlined I, I know girl i'm excited for your spreadsheet abilities to just help Ooh. me out it's all good and um yeah we'll talk soon okay bye bye Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.